You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hello, everybody. I am Johnny Christ, and this is the Drinks with Johnny podcast. Thanks for listening. Today marks the start of season two. That's right. Drinks with Johnny season two starts today, and we're going to be bringing you new episodes each and every week. Well, to the best that we can. Also, just want to say we are excited. We have our new YouTube channel. That's Drinks with Johnny on YouTube. That's just the official channel there where we're going to have full episodes, some clip outs, some recipes, a bunch of cool stuff. Go ahead over there. Hit subscribe. It's free. And uh, if, you w- if you want notifications, hit the bell thing, right? Bell little emoji thing right there. And uh, it'll uh, let you know when we have new content being loaded up, which we'll be doing uh, quite a bit. Um, also, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Drinks with Johnny. Those are pretty easy to find. Uh, in my news, uh, my son just turned three last week, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, as far as everything else is going, um, still having a lot of fun with this podcast. I uh, just want to let everyone know that may have concerns that we're not that I'm not working on Avenged anymore. That's not the truth. Uh, very excited uh, about everything we're doing in Avenged. We're um, of course still constantly working and writing and doing all those things. Not a crazy new update. We just want to let you all know that it's still the main focus. This is something that I'm having a lot of fun with. I'm getting to meet and catch up with some people that I've known before and just have some interesting conversations, get to know them a little bit more. Uh, It's been a lot of fun for me. I hope you guys are all enjoying it. Please let me know if you are. Uh, Hit the subscribe button right here on the podcast. Uh, Leave a comment. Everything. Like, I'd love to hear from you. Go follow us. Send me your comments, DMs, everything. Give me ideas for some guests you know i'm 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 doing this for fun guys and i hope you're enjoying it too and that's pretty much it i mean uh, on this episode we have uh noodles of the offspring on and he talks about the new offspring record uh uh (laughs) the fact that both of us took some time off from drinking for a while uh we get into some other fun stuff uh, the process that offspring goes through on each record when they're writing some music video stuff uh, I mean, we really just kind of cover everything and just get get to catch up. I've actually known Noodles for quite a while now since our days on the Warp Tour together, and uh, we live <laughs> down the down the road from each other. So it was a real fun, interesting conversation. We talked a little bit about everything and just got to catch up. And you guys get to hear and see that um, again. Go over to the YouTube channel and check that out. Hit the subscribe button, and then uh, yeah. Without further ado, let's get season two started with Noodles of the Offspring. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? I'm Johnny Christ, and you're watching Drinks with Johnny. I'm joined today by 
guitarist of The Offspring. Noodles, how you doing today, man? Doing good, man. Thanks for being on the show, man. I'm sober, but other than that, yeah, I'm doing me well. Me too. It's not as fun yeah, doing this show when we're sober. necessarily sober. <laughs> well, you know, after we've been hitting it hard for as many years exactly. as we have, you know, you got to take a couple of, couple of breaks here and definitely, there. Definitely, definitely. You know, it's probably a good idea. To all you just learning how to drink, Take it from the professionals. You, you want to take a little step back every once in a while, yeah, right? You got to walk sometimes before they make you run. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So what's new with you, man? Not much, man. We uh, we right now we're kind of laying low. It's January. We just uh, finished uh, touring in December, and uh, now we're we're starting to get the the machine rolling again here in January. Awesome. We've got we're working on getting a record deal. We've got a record done. Uh, in the can, more than a whole record, and so we're just working on distribution right now. That's Once we awesome. get that deal done, uh, we're going to release a single. We've got a single done. We're, we've got another one uh, already. We've got a, another one with a video already shot for it. We, you know, oh, so that's we're, exciting, yeah, man! We're ready to go. New Osprey right there. I'm, I'm excited about that. Thank it's you. Yeah, cool, me too. Man. That's really it's been, cool. It's been a while. It's been a yeah, long time. Yeah. I wanted to start off like when I was. Uh, uh, Growing up, I remember before before I met you or anything like that, I was listening to Offspring, and I would always see these posts, or not, they weren't posts back then. This is this is before social media, people. Um, there was like stickers everywhere, and people writing on their on their book bags and shit. Noodles right. for Prez. Do you remember this? Really, even back then? Yeah, fuck yeah, How man. funny. I don't remember that. Yeah, I am running for president. Actually, I've, I'm thinking about running for president. Okay. I yeah, formed an exploratory committee. 2020, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, mean, I figure at this point, anyone can do it. You know, so. <laughs> it seems yeah. that way. Me and Marianne Williamson, we're bringing up the, the rear on that. But yeah, whatever. We're going for it. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that. And I was like, oh, that, that's, that's How great. How funny. I don't remember that. Wow. Oh man, maybe yeah. it was just something here. And so, do you remember that, Sam? No. Holy shit! Yeah. Why did maybe it was just my weird group of friends? Maybe, yeah. Uh, I don't know. We're fucking yeah. weird. Anyways, let's go back to something a little bit earlier. Uh, how about the fucking Clowns of Death? Was yeah, that, was, was that like your first band that you were with? That was, yeah, that was a deep dive. The, the Clowns yeah. of Death, and we actually stole the name from uh, Oingo Boingo was playing. I think it was the Us Festival. And or maybe it was Cal Jam, one of those. I get those two mixed up. I think it was the S Festival, and so they wanted to do a club show to just kind of you know get the cob bust the cobwebs off. And they but they contractually they <clears throat> they couldn't play under Oingo Boingo, so they played under the name Clowns of Death. I was actually oh. at that show at the Country Club in Encita, right and uh, <clears throat> and so we stole the name from them. <laughs> in fact, it's the first time Dexter ever played with a live band was in my parents' living room. And it was the Clowns of Death. That was oh, the first wow. time he ever played with full drums. So it was you. So Dexter was in this band as well. He played with us for a little bit. A little yeah. Bit? Okay. Yeah. And then he stole our drummer James and formed what was Manic Subsidal. Okay. Which which then I joined later as well. Oh, right. And then it, and then it became the Offspring after that. Yeah. Right? And and, and uh, we realized Manic Subsidal was trying really too hard to be punk, okay. and uh, you know nobody really knew what it meant. It was kind of a silly name. So then we. We kicked around ideas, and eventually we decided on the Offspring, which I think was James. James Lilly is our original drummer. He's a he's an oncologist surgeon now. Oh um, shit! Yeah. So he's um, always going to be busy. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, he's yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, he's probably a better like, surgeon than he ever was a drummer. He's just crazy. I was just going to say, like, if you're if you're a bombastic drummer, how are you keeping your fucking hands steady to be a surgeon? Yeah, yeah. That's that's a wild that's a wild contradiction. Yeah, right he, he does some heavy stuff. I mean, it's really it's 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 uh, you know. Female uh, surgeries, I think a lot of uh, like uterine surgery and ovarian oh, okay. uh, cancers, cancers and, so and uterine ca cancers. Lives. Yeah, 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 seriously. That's great. Yeah, saving that's lives, right, yeah. trying to save lives, and, and you know, at least you know, putting off death. You know, sometimes yeah. that cancer does not 
say he does not give up. But yeah, yeah he's doing he's doing a lot of really really good work. We uh, hung out with him. He uh, flew down to Mexico with us recently, and oh right, we hung out. Where yeah, in Mexico. Yeah. I think that might have been Monterey. I'm not okay. sure. We did uh, we did Mexico. I think it was Monterey. We just flew down for the because that was a one off. We did a bunch of Mexican shows uh, over the last year and a half. We did Guadalajara for the first time. We uh, we did Mexico City and then drove to Puebla, which is just over the mountains. Okay. Um, we over a ten thousand foot mountain pass. And I know. I was going to say, like, I, I, I was under the impression you don't really drive anywhere around the, around Mexico City yeah, because of that mountain range. Yeah, it's not that far, but you know, well, if you figure out, like Mexico City is like six thousand feet something, and then so is Puebla. So. You just go like four thousand foot pass. That's kind of like going to Vegas. You go over like the Cajon Pass, which is about four thousand yeah, feet. Yeah, same thing. Okay, uh, but you start at much higher. Much higher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Puebla is where uh, the battle um, f that uh, we celebrate on uh, Cinco de Mayo happens. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. That's in, that happened in the town of Puebla. Who's teaching me shit? Yeah. Some history here. So, I like it. So it was nice. Oh, we haven't played anywhere but Mexico City in Mexico. Actually. Okay. We've yeah. done it a handful of times now. It's always fun. But, uh, yeah. There's a there's a festival that we've done a couple times now in Monterey. It's a little bit more pop. I don't know if they'll. But 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 Mexico's keeping rock music alive. Absolutely. Haven't you done Knotfest down there? Well, that might have been Mexico City. I think that was Mexico City. <clears throat> yeah, we did. We've done that as well. Mexico is keeping rock, all of South America is keeping rock alive, Absolutely. And, and at least in this hemisphere. And what was um, the so first you, time you went to South America? Oh gosh, it would have been '95, I think, 95, maybe '96. Okay. Yeah, maybe '96. And you've gone back, I'm sure. Bunch, a bunch yeah, of we're times. going back in March love again. Going, yeah, love going to South America. Great, rabid fans, man. Absolutely, yeah. best crowds in the world to play for. Yeah. The most appreciative and energetic and. Yeah, I'm just passionate about the, the music. Have you, have you seen any, like, change um, in South America from, you know, you said first time was 95, 96, now we're in 2020. Have you seen a lot of change in the crowds? Are they, are they have they always been that way? See, they've always been that yeah, way. Okay, I think cool. they've always been crazy. <laughs> they don't spit on us as much as they used to, thankfully. <laughs> Seriously, when we, we went to Argentina, and we were just getting nailed. It was Buenos Aires. It was this just like a, a warehouse under a, a freeway overpass with the vandals. And we just got spit on, just just oh, Jesus. wrecked. And so then we, we realized what we got to do is turn our fans, instead of having our fans on us to cool us off, turn them towards the audience. So just blast right back, back at them. Back at them. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Move. We, Brilliant got, move. we just got annihilated. I got really sick, too. I got some kind of lung infection from oh, some yeah. South American lung infection right after. Yeah, that was gross. That's brutal. Well, you mentioned yeah. the vandals, too. Um, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna start making this a segment. Um, do you know Brooks Wackerman? Yeah, I know him really well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he mentioned that uh, he was on uh, the Vandals tours when he was yeah. uh, when the Vandals were opening up for Offspring yeah. in the nineties. And it was and it with was, the quick, Quicksand, or no? Maybe it wasn't the Quicksand tour. It was them and one other band and us. Yeah, and he mentioned that it was like right in the middle of that tour. Maybe it was towards the end. Uh, is when Smash. Uh, started to uh, just take off. Well, I think it was right at the beginning of that. Right yeah, at the beginning yeah, of that. Yeah, okay. That, that year, the first year. That's yeah. That yeah. is. It, so he wasn't even. He didn't even drive yet. Why well, he didn't drive till he's like twenty-two or something? Yeah, yeah. So he didn't have his license forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, I mean, he was like sixteen. Joe Escalani was taking him to mass on Sundays. You so, know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. I know him. Uh, his brother lived. Uh, 
uh, where I used to live, his brother lived just in the cul-de-sac, kind of a catty corner yeah. from us. So we'd go over there for like the Christmas parties and stuff. His brother that's not the musician, actually, he worked yeah. for Disney as a Rob. Rob, and that's then, right. Yeah, yeah. And then I, so I met his other brothers as well. And, you know, oh, they what, a, what a musical family. Oh, it's crazy, insane. Crazy. Insane, right? Yeah. So I, I, I'm determined to set up like the the three degrees of, of Brooks Wackerman. Okay. Because every time I have a new guest on, I, I swear to you, swear to you, I talked to Brooks and he's asked about the podcast. Like, oh, who you got coming on? I mentioned yeah. who it is. He's like, oh, I did a session with that guy. I'm like, how the fuck yeah, do you know yeah. this guy? He's in a session with like everybody in the fucking yeah. world. He's either been on tour or done a session with anybody. And I'm like talking about like comedians, actors, all these other people. And like, he's like, oh yeah, I know his brother. I did a session. Why don't you ask him <laughs> if the, that album's ever going to come out? And I'm like, fucking, why do you know everybody? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> and he's so quiet and kind of unassuming uh, yeah. you know is. he's he's not the super social butterfly but yeah. but when you do talk to him i mean he's very genuine absolutely you know? yeah and he's got it once you get to know him his sense of humor is actually quite awesome he's yeah, very yeah. witty and and super dry but yeah, it's like yeah, totally it's totally. so very it's, smart yeah very, he's smart, a very smart individual you mentioned uh joe escalante too i had him on the show months ago oh okay was. yeah yeah he, he mentioned that uh you guys uh had treated the Vandals very well after you know, they, they had toured with you guys before. and then but We're huge fans. Yeah, I mean, we just love those guys. Yeah, so, yeah. Such nice guys. Yeah, yeah. That, That's actually where um, I met them was on a Warp Tour, uh, okay. where we first met. Was the same well. year, 2005? It might have. Or was it a different year? I'm not it was, sure. It was, it was one that. of those. It was two, yeah. early 2000s, let's yeah. call it mid, mid, you know, whatever. Um, however you want to define that shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to get date ourselves too exactly, much. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah funny exactly. thing about Joe Escalante is he and I were in the same confirmation class. Oh, he's wow. Still, he's still very involved in the, in the church. He is, I think yeah. he goes, he's, very, he's pretty pious and religious. I, I've since left the church mm -hmm. and, and, yeah, probably will never go back. I got you. you know? Yeah. <laughs> I grew up, I grew up in, the, in the church as well. My brothers are, are uh, still very religious, my, my mother and father and stuff, and you know, I'm kind of the black sheep of the family right all now. Right. We still yeah, get along, yeah. you know, everyone, like, it's all, it's all nothing totally. but respect. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. Just, it's just not for me, you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. But uh, I digress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Back to the warp Tours, though, like, that's where, yeah. you know, I I got to meet um, some of my uh, uh, favorite and inspired, you know, aspired to be musicians and punk rock stuff. You know, a lot of people probably didn't know that at the time that we were really into into punk, you know, we were, like, right, yeah. depicted as this metal band and metal only, but, like, we grew up here in you know, Huntington Beach, listening to nothing but skate punk and all the you know, offspring, Pennywise, Vandals, you name right. it, No Facts, Bad Religion, all these bands were well, heavy I, influences on us. Yeah. I mean, but you guys like to play too. You, so you wanted, I think, kind of break out of, and punk rock is taking three chords and kind of making it sound, try to make it sound new. You guys wanted to break out, I think, beyond that. Once you yeah. start playing too, you want to kind of, well, like a perfect example is Brooks going from playing in Bad Religion where I thought his playing was always great in Bad Religion, but I realized he wanted to really kind of get out there and show some yeah. chops, which you don't really do in, in punk rock. Punk rock's more like like folk music, really loudly played. Yeah, you know? that's a great, that's a great um, way to describe it. Yeah, so hearing him now play with you guys and, you know, watching what he puts into it, you know, that he wasn't really able to put into Bad Religion just because the songs didn't call no, for it. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, totally. different genres called totally. people. Totally. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's it's funny to see him, and I knew he could play like that because I've seen him play with the Vandals and just 
throw crazy shit. It works for the vandals, but it works for oh, that yeah. religion. Oh, yeah. Throwing all the crazy shit that he went in there. And same thing well, with Josh. Stick with Josh. It's, I think that's why Josh funny, has fun. The funny lyrics. It's the funny. The funny know, lyrics. And the, just, yeah. And yeah. Just, Makes sense. Yeah. 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 Let's see if I can take this, you know, eight count and make it a 16 count, too. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think for us, too, is, I mean, we, we've been labeled so many times over the years and stuff like that. It's like, it's honestly, to us, we've, always just wanted to we have an eclectic taste and we, we yeah, take totally. from everything we just love music for sure you know, i mean you guys can play and you can play any kind of metal music you want but you also have some punk rock sensibilities added to it that's mm -hmm. why i was a big fan in 2005 when, yeah when i first that. started hearing yeah you. so it's like 2005 when we were on uh warp tour together and i don't know if you remember this story um but i'm gonna i'm gonna embarrass myself i was drinking again. a lot so no no, no so was i that's why <laughs> okay. that's why this story happened people so it was one of the first times we met you, uh, you know, we crossed paths a couple of times, said hi and stuff, you're catering, blah, 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 you're super nice to us and, and everything like that. And one night you were up on our bus and we were all hanging out. We showed you the uh, backcountry video yeah, and yeah. stuff. We were all just chilling, having beers. And then at one point I like kept asking if you wanted a beer, but I kept calling you Dexter. I was like, hey, Dexter, oh. you want a beer? Dexter, you want a beer? And he finally looked up and was like, dude. I'm noodles. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I mean, obviously I knew that because I was fucking drunk and I was like, oh my oh, God, I first meet this fucking guy I don't and I idolized my whole life. And I was like, I'm glad you don't remember that. Yeah, 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 awesome, totally. awesome. Uh, but it actually reminded me, so I saw a, a Fat Mike post the other day on Instagram where a similar thing happened, right? Yeah. Where, uh, he told the story of, he's like, hey, Noodles, remember the time when we uh, blacked out? They took Sharpie and blacked out my glasses. He said he did it to Dexter. Dexter, yeah. And he, but yeah, it was yeah, me yeah. they did it to, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the thing was, is, so I didn't, I, you know, this was, we were opening up for them in Europe. Uh, uh, and so it was 1993. And we were on their bus. We didn't, they got rooms every night. We just kind of slept on their bus. And I wake up one morning underneath the table. And I remember drinking Jägermeister at the table uh, in the front of the bus. And I wake up underneath the table and I can't see anything. Everything's dark. And I'm like, what the hell? And I, I, had, a, I had duct tape on the back of my glasses to keep them on. And like, yeah. I never took the duct tape off. It just yeah. was always on there that to keep my glasses on my head. Because when I'm jumping around on stage, it goes flying off. Yeah. And so I struggle to get my glasses off. And I look at them and there's, they took Sharpie and colored in my, my lenses. So I get this, this alcohol spray that, that I had, like Bactine kind of thing. To, that was the only thing I could find to clean yeah. it off. So I clean off the Sharpie on the outside of my lenses. They'd also done the inside of my lenses. <laughs> so they covered just, both bases. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, motherfuckers. <laughs> and they were really, it was an old pair of glasses with scratches in it. So for the rest of the oh, tour, I had like black lines with it. Oh, with it. I couldn't get the Sharpie out of the scratches <laughs> in my lenses. So that's a good prank. I like good pranks. Yeah, good pranks so, are good pranks. On <laughs> rock, I was back in the day. Yeah, I was still a janitor then. Was a you know, I was year the, before yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah dude. So... Your janitor and, you know, yeah. in, in offering at the same time, you know, it was in uh, Garden Grove. Garden Grove yeah. Unified School District. I worked at an elementary school called Earl Warren Elementary School. It's in okay. a, like eastern end of Garden Grove. Okay. Yeah. I, I actually moved to Westminster. I was born mostly here. Not born here. There's no hospitals at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in Santa Ana, lived in Huntington okay. Beach, yeah. and then moved to Westminster for a little bit on the on the border of Garden Grove, actually. So okay. Right over there. Where, where exactly about did you? Uh, West Grove. So West like Grove? Okay. Uh, like right off the freeway, Valley View and you know, the freeway there. Oh, awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah. But yeah, my wife grew up in Westminster. She grew up off Springdale and, um, and 
I guess, Westminster. Yeah, between Westminster. Yeah. yeah, I was right around the corner from that. But yeah, where you were born in LA, though, right? I was born in, in LA. Yeah. And when and did you come down? My to parents OC? moved to Garden Grove when I was yeah in eighteen months old. So okay. I, I grew up in Garden Grove. Yeah. Right on, right on. Yeah. So and then you still live like right down the fucking street. I live. Street. Yeah, yeah. My right parents, down the boardwalk. We don't even. It's yeah. not even the street. I could have rode my bicycle here today. <laughs> I threatened to, but I didn't want to show up all sweaty. So. Uh, but yeah. So my parents still live in the same house in Garden Grove where they grew up, and I can get there from my house in 10, 15 minutes. That's right. Um, uh, I live in Sunset Beach now, which mm -hmm. is part of Huntington. But, but I grew up riding my bike from there down here to surf and fish. Yeah. All over Huntington. Yeah, and I still, you know, it's funny because uh, uh, over the years I, I run into you and I'm going out to go surf and I see you yeah. on your bike going by. Are you still biking pretty often? Uh, not that much. I got yeah. I want to get back into it. I mean, it, it, I want to start jogging. That, yeah. More, yeah. Yeah. It was the bad religion guys that got me into bike. I actually bought a road bike. Mm -hmm. Now I also got a mountain bike now too. I'm going to start doing some of that because the road biking is is cool, but it just I think it takes a lot of work to get in a, a real good workout. I think yeah. mountain biking would be a much better workout. It probably would. So, I'm a little scared of mountain biking though. I'm, well, I'm I don't want to do jumps. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to bomb hills because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go over the bars and break yeah. both wrists. I have a buddy who broke bro both wrists. You're not much story. of a guitar player with two broken wrists. Yeah, that, that can yeah. help. So, <laughs> so yeah. You say you used to surf. Do you still surf occasionally? I, 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 it's been about a year and a half, and I want to get back out. Yeah. yeah we I gotta go, man. I'd, yeah. love to, I'd love to go. Okay, yeah, for sure. I haven't surfed. I surfed like once in like the last year, to be honest. Like since I have a young kid, and like yeah, mornings yeah. are hard to get out there sometimes. Yeah, and if, yeah. if it's the Especially afternoon, by the time the afternoon happens, I'm not motivated anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Now's a great time of year, though. There's there is some good afternoon glass offs. Yeah, absolutely. Right it's cold, but. We should, we should, uh, Joe, actually, I, I was ta I was just talking with him last week, and I was like, are you still surfing? He's like, yeah, we should go out sometimes. So the three of us should go out. Escalante? Yeah. Joe okay, Escalante. he does the stand-up. Is that what he's doing? He does he mostly that. He says surfing. So really? Yeah. Okay. He, told me, he's he told me he's surfing, but maybe it is. Yeah. I think he does the stand-up paddleboard. He's just yeah. faking the fucking fuck is what he's doing. <laughs> he's a supper. <laughs> Sweeper. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So mentioned uh you know biking and trying to get back and jogging hopefully we'll surf sometime soon um I'd love to. what are what are some other um hobbies you have or is there are there any other hobbies or maybe even uh, artistic outlets that you have outside of offspring yeah i'm not much of a visual artist i don't okay. know why uh <laughs> you know, yeah um i i i appreciate it i enjoy it in fact i just did this thing there's this um this art show that i've i've been able to uh, dj at you know just go and hit play on my iPad pretty yeah. much. Yeah, pick, a, pick a playlist every every year. I see a lot of uh, and, hot uh, Instagram girls that are DJs so. the same way. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me and the hot Instagram girls are <laughs> DJing it. But it, it was this art show called Punk Rock and Paintbrushes. Um, they've, it, this last December was the third year in a row they've done it. And uh, it gets bigger and bigger every year. Uh, Jim from Pennywise had some right. art displayed this year. Mike Ness's son had some artwork. Um, there's a bunch of people that have stuff. Warren from the Vandals always oh, has yeah. He's, I, I, love, I, I follow yeah. him on Instagram and see some of his stuff all the time. Yeah. And sometimes it's Wild family man. members of, of bands, like uh, Trey's wife, Sarah Wright, is oh, an yeah. artist. And she's mostly photography, but she's also got some art up there that's really pretty cool stuff. Josh Fries's son had some uh, stuff up there one year. Very um, cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a really cool thing. You what's know, that so called again? I'm sorry. It's called paint, punk rock and paintbrushes. Right, okay. And they do it every year, and you can go online and, and check it, it out. Yeah. Go yeah. check it out, man. So they, they also involve, there's a lot of charity work involved and stuff. That's very cool. Yeah, there's a thing called Sidewalk Project that uh, a bunch of us uh, did some, designed some shoes for. We just essentially painted some shoes. Yeah. 
you know, some blank vans. That's cool. You know, man. Yeah. Um, another thing um, <clears throat> to kind of fucking take another turn here. I was a big fan of the movie Batman Forever with Val Kilmer playing Batman. All right. And it's I the car. Remember, Chicks dig the car. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. A lot line. of people were like, oh, that was that was the time <laughs> in the 90s when fucking Batman was killed. It was no longer Keaton. Yeah. Oh, so I was like, I get it. I prefer Keaton, but don't don't knock it. It's still a good movie. I, I'm a big uh, fan of Val Kilmer's. Just Absolutely. Dude, you know. check that out. Signed. Um, Tombstone. Oh, nice. Right yeah. on. I won that at a, at a silent auction at a, a Dave & Buster's for a charity event. Rad, dude. Yeah, that's cool. I digress. You know, a lot of people think he's, he's saying, I'm your huckleberry. Mm -hmm. But he, what he's saying is, I'm your huckleberry. I'll be oh. your huckleberry, which is actually like a like a Yeah, bearer. that huckleberry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at that. Something. That's like my favorite movie of all trivia. time, and I always say Barry. God, yeah. I'm a Bear. fucking hack. Anyways, so to back to Val Kilmer playing Batman, I remember Smash was already out and doing its fucking shit, you know, all over, especially here in Southern California. You couldn't yeah. turn on K-Rock and not hear uh, self-esteem or, or come out and play. Some, come out yeah, and play. Yeah. You know, I mean, shit. When you listen back to that record, and I, and I urge all of you watching or listening at home right now to go back and listen to that record, and I dare you to not know every single fucking song on it if you're of my age group. Yeah. You know, it's just hit after hit, man. It's, it's like, it's that, that record is Thanks, man. Yeah, we, huge. We still play, you know, four or five songs off that record every night. Yeah. I, I can imagine. Like, yeah. I hope it doesn't get too old. It's 20, <laughs> 25 years old this Damn. year. Yeah. It's crazy. That's wild. No, last year it was 25 years old. Damn. It's How long have you guys been doing uh, Offspring for officially? Uh, well, we started with Maddox Subsidal in 94. Okay. Um, and then and then uh, we became the Offspring in, sorry, 84. We okay. became the Offspring in 86 or 87, I think we changed. Oh, wow. 86, 86 we changed the name to Offspring. Okay. Yeah. Damn. And we, we did a, a single, little single under the name Offspring in '86. Yeah, two, two Do you songs. Do you remember the name of that single? Or that I was "I'll Be Waiting" was? and "Black Ball." Nice. Were the two songs. Very cool. So the reason why I, I bring up that era at the time is there was a song "Smash It Up" that came up on uh, Batman Forever, yeah. and I was like, and I'm, and it it confused me at the time because I was like. Well, it's not on Smash, but he's saying Smash It Up. I don't understand. Oh, right. I remember when I was a kid. I didn't like yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I, did, was that something that just, because, I mean, you guys were on Epitaph. I don't know. I don't imagine that Epitaph, were, especially at the time, was really reaching out to movie theaters and stuff like that or production. It would have been, I think, our that. management that management probably worked probably that, that out. Or they, the movie wanted, you know, hey, who's hot and up and coming and Smash had just come out. Mm -hmm. So they might have reached out to us. I don't remember exactly how that one came to be. But do you remember if that song was uh, specifically written and made to be on that soundtrack, or was it something well, that's like a, it's a, a cover? Side? It's it's the Damned, Smash It oh, Up. Oh shit! From, yeah, from the, the Damned off Machine Gun Etiquette. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's the the the, the song. Someone, has... someone right there is listening and watching. Uh, Johnny doesn't know <laughs> shit about music. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's yeah. It was a cover, and and you got to check out both. There's there's the uh, Smash It Up Part One and Two. Part okay. One is this you know really arpeggiated guitar part. It's just Awesome, just really Rad. cool. And then we just kind of we kind of got rid of that and just kind of went into the the main part. Used the end of that as the intro, and then went into the main song. And the smash, the, the damn version of the song is way better than our version of the song. I mean, we ours is different. And if you like the offspring, well, you'll apparently, like the if you're if you're my age and, and <laughs> fucking stupid, See, you thought it was an original. <laughs> you're, you're too young to, you know, you're too young to have. Now you can go back and listen to the dance. Now I'm going to, yeah. As soon as you fucking stuff. leave, that's what I, I have to do my homework now. Yeah. Shit.
<laughs> you're gonna, you'll love them. They're they're great. Uh, so. I, I'm sure I will. Yeah, listen uh, to the Black Album too. I, I love the damn stuff. All the damn uh, records are rad. I'll, I'll definitely yeah. check them out. See now, I, I, I just yeah, someone's got to pull my music card. It's yeah. fucking done. <laughs> yeah. But uh, go back to like you guys playing live and stuff since you know you said '86 and stuff, or even before with '84. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Crazy. I got to see you guys. Was it? Last year, a year and a half ago, two years, something. You're doing the X Day on the Ombre over at the observatory. Oh, okay, yeah, that was a couple of years ago now. Yeah, yeah, it was a couple years ago. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember what it was. I, was. I remember being at the observatory and like checking it out. That was yeah, a great show. I don't know if we did X Day. Did we do X Day all three was nights? It? I guess we must have. Yeah. yeah, no, it was. It was. I was Whatever night I was. If we did, I was there. You did yeah. X Day first, and then did an intermission, and then played some of the, the, some yeah. of the hits afterward. Because sometimes we'll do smash and do the same kind of thing do all of smash all the way through and then come back out and do other songs or ignition we've done the same we did a cruise the foggy molly cruise oh, salt, cool. salty dog cruise uh that was about a year and a half ago almost two years ago now. how do you like doing those cruises we've never done anything was, like that first time we ever did it and it was really fun yeah. I, I i wasn't sure you know being stuck on a boat like ran, you know, you know and it, i love it, being out at, at sea but i don't know big boat you know, I wasn't sure if I would like it, but I was drunk the whole time. Beautiful. It was awesome. I had Jameson, free Jameson. Just, no. yeah. Free, <laughs> yeah, free Jameson. How did you make it back? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Jameson and Guinness, like, for days. And natural light, too. Yeah. And Guinness, you know, I drink Guinness all day long. And eventually, I go, oh, yeah. Yeah, switch over to Switch to light beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to have some water. <laughs> uh, but we played the longest. We played for, like, two hours. Um, the longest. We did both Ignition and Smash and then a few songs. Oh, right. Um, yeah, so... Did you enjoy? So I, I again, I haven't been on any of these uh, uh, cruise uh, things, but you know, I imagine you're around all your fans too. The people who are on the cruise are also going to be fans and stuff. A lot of fans. You, are you mingling sure. a lot while you're while you're there? Are you kind a of a little bit, yeah. yeah. You, you know, um, you know, you run into people and in yeah, it was kind of cool because they'd go, "Oh, hey, noodles," because you have to get. To get anywhere, you have to just kind of. Yeah, I mean, you're on you're on one yeah. fucking boat. And I was going to check out other bands. You know, the adolescents were playing. All those oh, guys, cool. Vandals were on it. All right. Um, the Vandals on it. Wait, I think the Vandals were on it. <laughs> Again, yeah, yeah. Drinking, man. I know some of, the, some of them were on it. Uh, uh, the Buzzcocks were on it. Punk rock karaoke was a lot of fun. Uh, Flogging Molly was great. You know, awesome. There was a lot of great bands. Playing. That's very cool. Yeah, and then like like a lot of cool like kind of. Literally Irish folk stuff playing in little bars. There was always music happening somewhere, somewhere on the boat. That's yeah. got to be fun. So, yeah, it was, it was super cool. Super cool. I'm just going to go hang out on one of these cruises. Yeah. Just get Some of them I think would be better than others, at yeah. least for my money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know well, uh, what would you, okay, Bon Jovi so. just did one in oh, the Mediterranean. Yeah? I, don't, I don't think that's going to be... My cup of tea. No, it's not going to be the party I scene mean, you're looking for? Yeah, no. Uh, well, well, what would be? What would be your ideal? Uh, 311 has one. That could be kind of cool. Um, the Flogging Molly one's probably the closest for me because there's a bunch of punk bands mm -hmm. and then Irish folk stuff, and I, and I love all that, you know. Uh, and then, you know, different stuff. I just saw this band play uh, Pinata Protest, um, and they're like Mexican folk punk. Um, that sounds it's, awesome. It's, it's rad. Yeah, it's super <laughs> rad. Um, I just saw them play. Uh, they they were opening for the Dickies and TSOL at the okay. Observatory just a week and a half ago. Oh, right. Um, yeah, they're great. So, And they were actually on that. I missed them on the cruise, um, but, but they were on that cruise as well. This 
is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. Wow, yeah. that's right. So we were talking about maybe where, where, was that, where was that though? Like, where, where, uh, you where go out of Miami, Miami and you went to Key West. I think Key West, wherever Hemingway had his house. Okay. Because you, know, you get to go see Hemingway's cats. He's had a bunch of six-toed cats. I, I was I was hungover and missed that. My, <laughs> wife, my wife went angrily because I was too hungover. You missed the six-toed fucking six-toed cats. cats. Apparently, yeah, he's got a lot of cats and. and some of them had six toes, and they keep mating with each other, and so there's a bunch of six-toed cats. You know, uh, I'm not a mathematician, but why don't they end up with 12? Because there's two six-toes. Well, <laughs> sorry, oh. six-toes. I don't know. Do they have 12 or do they have 11? Like, is it just yeah, like one pod that has the six? That's a I, you know? C. Now, now we're going to have to go back. We're going to have to go it, back and find out. Is it 24 altogether? Like, are the back Ooh. paws also six-toed, or is you it know? just the front paws? I think we're going to need to get out a chalkboard and oh, figure yeah. this out. Like yeah, before the end it of the could day. probably be a bunch of different mixes too. If yeah. they have like, you know, at which toe is it that's duplicated? Is it the oh, pinky? Is man, it is it the, is it the big? This is you know? opening up all kinds. I want to know that about this. Now we have more questions. If, if, if you guys are watching and listening to this, and you want to say something, like, like go ahead and DM me. Let me know. Someone who knows something about genetics and math, I want to know the answer to these questions. See now, Dexter. Uh, has his PhD in genetics, microbiology. Well, let's get Dexter. He to might this be able. To, he could probably answer some of these questions for us. And that'd be. Uh, you want that'd me to text him? Yeah, text yeah. Text him. him ask him like, see if he can give how many toes to is the cat gonna have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if one cat. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, he well, text him after. We'll text him after. I don't know how to ask the question. Yeah, yeah. I'm not smart enough to ask the question. Well, I'll I'll send you the clip from this part right here, and you could go give it to him and say, hey, can you answer this for us? Yeah. (laughs) Or we'll just just have him back on the show. We'll we'll all three hang out and do that. We'll we'll, we'll do that. (laughs) I'll see him soon, I'm sure. (laughs) Actually, we're in the studio uh, Sunday and Monday as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Just just looking over everything we have, I think, and maybe, I don't know, tweaking. There's always something that. I wish this sounded better. Yeah. Oh, that, that's that's. An, I'm glad you brought some of that up. Uh, um, I'm curious. Everybody that I've talked to, to over the years has different ways that they go about uh, their writing process versus right. bands, single artists, everybody. They all have a different way of doing things, right? There's no, you know, back to catch. There's no wrong way to skin right. a cat or whatever the fuck the saying is. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure there's a wrong way to skin a cat. That's not the same. All right. Anyways. <laughs> Skin There's skin. many ways to skin a cat is there the same. Go. There we go. I know a thing or two. Not about music. Anyways, um, so I wanted to ask, what, what is your guys' process like? Or what is your process specifically? Like when you go to write a riff, write a song, a melody, anything like that, what comes first? What inspires you to get in there? And you know, just in general, what's, you, what's kind of your process? Yeah. Um, you know, it used to be different. Back from Smash and before, 
uh, you know, we Dexter would pretty much come to the to us with songs, and we would, you know, all kind of learn them together, and mm -hmm. then go into the studio and rehearse them, you know, and then go in because <clears throat> we couldn't spend a lot of money, you know, in a recording studio. Those things were super expensive. They still are probably, but yeah. back then even more so. You know, with technology, I think everything is a little bit less expensive now. Yeah, you can, you can make a lot of things sound the way you want. Yeah, it was super expensive back then. And so we had to have everything ready to go. And things would change a little bit in the recording studio. But most of the changes happened once we all got together and started rehearsing them. You know, and we'd go to like just a little local rehearsal place. You know, yeah. Trojan or I, mean, I can't remember some of the other places. Dude, there's, they, know, they changed the names a lot, too. There was one over yeah. in Fountain Valley that we used to go to all the time. And I don't even think it's Sound Matrix. Sound Matrix. It's not even yeah. there anymore. No, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. it's done. Yeah. It's a bummer. Um, yeah, there's another one not far from there that we've gone to a couple times more in Santa Ana, really. Uh, but so we would do it that way. Nowadays, we usually go in and, and Dexter will start talking really with Bob and Dexter will go, I have this idea. And sometimes it's a, an acoustic guitar progression, mm -hmm. you know, that we start with that and then it becomes electric or whatever. Sometimes it's a it's just a drum beat, you know, and, you know, or a shuffle, bum, 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 yeah. you know, and, and then we just kind of build on that. Right. You know, sometimes it, he has a whole song flushed out in his head. That's it's generally rarer. Okay. You know, some of those songs are the best ones, too, though. You know, that happen. You know, he comes in, he's like, I got this idea, you know, I have it all here. And so he's just, he kind of lays down a drum, a drum uh, thing on the drum machine, really, mm -hmm. just to kind of get it started. Then we start laying things, layering things layering, down, guitars, yeah. bass, you know, everything. And then he'll go in and do the vocals. Then if we get it together and we have the structure of the song, then we'll fly Pete out. Pete lives in Nashville. So okay. we'll fly him out. And we're doing drums at our studio now. And, in Huntington, we've got we've got like a Neve board that we run into nice. the into the uh, you know Pro Tools and stuff, yeah. so it gives it a little bit more warmth, a little more analog. That's kind of that's, that's the way we've we've always done it. Too. Yeah, like, still got to have the digital these days. Just it just makes life so much easier. Oh, for but sure. Yeah, to have that warmth, absolutely, a Neve console is is, is the way to go. Some kind of some kind of yeah analog yeah. in there to, absolutely. to warm it up. For absolutely, sure. yeah, a lot of different you know different compressors and you know different. You know, mics and what the mics go through and different interfaces and what rig are you and running for your guitars right now uh, i'm using fractal okay you know yeah that's uh we we started using it when we're now when we're recording we will use the fractals and, and the kempers too a little bit usually just for clean stuff or something sometimes really affected yeah stuff. yeah yeah they got for, great effects in that yeah for a straight guitar it's always usually just a, a tube amp mm -hmm. you know overdriven um actually you know, sometimes we'll have like a crunchy box as well mixed in with like a, you know, whatever, Marshall, a Mesa Boogie, whatever, you know, diesel. And this is, yeah, diesel's are great, man. We've got oh, all yeah. Kinds, yeah. Mixing the diesel in with, yeah. with a couple of things is, is kind of key sometimes. Yeah. And that's more, you're talking more studio when you're doing that. Are you, are you taking, that's what, what are you, you taking out the studio? on the road? On the road, it's just fractals. Now yeah. we started with, let's get uh, like, a, we, we looked at both Kempers and fractals for, like a, a, a one-off rig, rather than shipping all our stuff out, which is super expensive yeah. and time-consuming, let's bring it all down to just, you know, this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and so we started doing that and found that the sound is consistent, way Absolutely. more consistent night after night. You know, when I have a tube amp, it changes every night depending on... You know, the electricity, you the, the humidity, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You can have all the backup for total teams and everything. We do have backups, of course, but it's of course, smaller. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and a lot more consistent. It sounds, you know, better. And Those and they've come so man. far. They you really used have. to not be able to get any kind of good distorted sound out of solid state stuff. It 
it just all sounded like crap, you know. Yeah. Uh, but now they've come so far, you can make, you can model, you know, your plexi and make it sound almost. Yeah, and yeah you can it. make it sound however you yeah. want these days. It's, it's, really it's, it's fantastic. So, so you mentioned that you're taking the sides down on shipping stuff and everything on tours and stuff. Like what? Um, so at, at like the height of Smash, let's say, or, or or one of the one of the records right around there, um, you guys are touring the world at that time. You guys, I mean. I don't know if everyone knows this. I mean, it's pretty public knowledge, but uh, you know, Smash Wood is, I think, still to this day the biggest selling independent record, right? I think it probably will remain that until yeah. until they find out how to sell actual physical product. Yeah, again, that's you know? true. Yeah, um, it, it probably will remain that because uh, you know records just don't sell like no, they no, used. Yeah. Everything, everything's streamed. You know, everything's downloaded. And, yeah, I wonder how. I wonder how they, so. how they would. Uh, Categorize yeah. that these days, but uh, anyways, yeah. So I mean, this is I mean, this is insane. Like for I mean, and when you think about it, um, in the mid nineties, you're on Epitaph, you know, and you're selling, you know, diamond records out, out of a out of a. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think we ever did go diamond. diamond. Was, well, we did worldwide. Worldwide diamond, diamond yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I remember seeing. I saw yeah. some plaques and stuff in some, okay. some places. That, like, All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But not, okay, not, so it's still the yeah. shit ton, yeah. right? Fuck. Yeah, I don't think we've got diamond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's going to probably remain the number one independent, you know, selling record. Of yeah. All time. Um, uh, just because things don't sell like they used yeah. to. It was the, the, one of the last times when you could do that. You know? Would you say that at that time too? Um, direct correlation with the crowds is that kind of the, the height of the crowds too or did, did that grow our, after and our crowds are are big and as energetic as ever so right now. Now. yeah it's it's amazing um you know yeah it's, it's amazing that's uh, right I, you know i don't know if they'll they'll buy the new record when it comes out you know our crowds no but, buys anything but, but uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly i'm doing a you know, hopefully they like it hopefully they're streaming it downloading it yeah we're not counting on sales anymore <laughs> you know but hopefully that they, they listen to it and enjoy it yeah you know i hopefully think it it's played i'm, I'm and, excited to hear a new so thanks yeah we're, we're excited to get it out you know we've been sitting on it longer than any record we we have before some of these songs are five years old oh know, wow you know, yeah uh, most of them are more recent than that, but some of them are four or five years old. Actually, one song is probably 20 years old. Oh, Jesus. Uh, that's, that's the one that's going to come out of left field. We always have one song that's a little, it definitely sounds like Offspring, but yeah, but it's always, you know. I love that. Out of left you got to do that. So, got to have fun with it. Still. Yeah, totally. And it's a fun song. People will enjoy it. Yeah. You know, so so uh, another thing that I, I wanted to ask you about is you drink wine, obviously, some occasionally. You still drink wine, right? No, I, I'm not drinking anything right now. Well, not right now. Well, not, not right now. Not right now. Yeah. I know we're on the wagon no, right yeah, now. Yeah, in general. Yeah. We're, we're taking, I don't think we've addressed that in the podcast yet. Have we? All right, well, uh, me and Noodles are both uh, on the wagon, off the wagon. What do you say? Right I'm on, on the wagon. wagon. On yeah. the off wagon. the sauce, on the off wagon. The noodles is laying off the sauce. <laughs> That's an interesting <laughs> way to say it. Yeah, I got that. I saw that. <laughs> that was something Lars from Rancid said to me once, and I was super hungover. He's like, Noodles, you got to lay off the sauce. <laughs> Smart ass. That's so, great. Yeah, so you're taking a month off? Usually? I'm taking a month off. I usually okay. do... Uh, what me and the wife call sober January. Yeah. And it's just a way to recalibrate after the holidays, you know? Yeah, I don't think a month is going to be long enough for me this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was really hitting it really hard at the end of the year last year. Um, so I might go, I, I'm going at least 90 days. Uh, a couple oh, cool. of, three, three a month buddies of mine, uh, we got together, we're, we're taking that long off 90 days Otherwise, is it kind of like the seinfeld episode though like we master of your yeah. domain. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Uh, actually, no, we have to masturbate all my come in. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that part. That, that's helping us get through these 90 days I, more than I, anything. I only imagine that's the only <laughs> thing keeping you, you know, safe. You've got a lot of extra energy when you're not drinking as much. <laughs> and what do you do with that energy? Well, we'll let you at home figure that out. So, but kind of, yeah, we, we were talking about, like, what is something the worst thing you would have to do that would really make you really want to make it through 90 days. And the only thing I can come up with for me is like, I would not want to vote for Donald Trump. So if I don't make it 90 days, I got to vote for Donald Trump Whoa. in November, but uh, who's going to be in the, that's a in pretty the big voting one. I mean, not, I don't know that that really matters in California. Though. It doesn't matter in California. It's going away, but, but <laughs> it's always going to be a blue city. It would still, it would, it would, still it, you. it would hurt me. It would hurt me to do so. So, but yeah, so that's, uh, so I'm going to make it 90 days for sure. I might go yeah. longer. Um, I, I took all of 2017 off. I quit on the 3rd of January and didn't start drinking until February 18, actually, wow. and, and and took a bunch of uh, 2018. Yeah, you know, it's just smart, well. you know, to, to take some time off, you know, and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I mean, especially doing what we do, habit, where yeah. you know, every night there are people coming to our show where it's their one night out that week, and Absolutely. they want to party, you know, and. You know, I mean, we've been doing this long enough, so pretty much everywhere you go, there are people backstage. You know, you want to hang out. want to come and hang out, and it's their one night off, and they're drinking, and and so, all right, yeah, I'll have a glass of beer with you. Well, the, the old social drink. <laughs> yeah, totally. you have a drink, so shall I. And it becomes a daily, it becomes a daily yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, so yeah, if you can, you know, you got to pump the brakes, and mm -hmm. maybe you can come back to it. I, I, we know a lot of people, you know, in this business that have had to quit completely. completely. Yeah. You know, and that, that and that, that makes sense too. You know? Totally, like, absolutely, you know, more power to them. More power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I know a ton of people whose lives were saved by quitting. Mm -hmm. You know, who, who wouldn't be around. And yeah, I my, my father, one of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Coming yeah. on like thirty-five years, something like that. So, so. I'm glad to have my friends around. I'd much rather have them around than then, yeah. they're not around. And, absolutely. You know, yeah. Well, on that grim note. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Triumph. Like, like, it was like, a triumph. Like, I went so it was like, I'd rather have them here. It was, it was yeah. a triumph. Totally. It was like, all right, let's talk about yeah. their death. All right, friends, here we go. Um, now, back to drinking. Uh, you like red wine, right? I do. I love red wine. Yeah. What's, uh, what's one of your favorite bottles? It's hard to always come down to, like, the favorite. Yeah. If you have a the favorite, let me know. But, like, one of your favorite bottles, when, why, where did you first have it? What was, what was it about the okay. bottle? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember like a brand, uh, okay. but but Spanish red, like a Rioja. Okay. Uh, that was where I first, my dad loved red wine and was always trying to push red wine on me. And I'm, I'm just a beer guy. Just love drinking beer. So IPA? I didn't really get it. What's that? IPA guy? No, I'm not an IPA guy. I'm a lager guy. Lager like guy Mexican okay. lagers is usually what I go to. Okay. Metallo, Pacifico, Victoria. Um, you know, I love Asahi. And so I love just crisp, clean okay. lagers with a little bit of taste, you know? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Coors Light's great for fishing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. If I'm the, sitting around. The, the silver bullet, man. I, yeah, I love totally. the silver the bullet. Bud Light, same thing. <laughs> Natty Lights, you know? Yeah. Those are great for fishing. Or as a sidecar to like a Bloody Mary. Yeah. Do you, ever, do you ever get that like a Bloody Mary, like a really spicy Bloody Mary, and then just have like a like a light beer as a yeah. sidecar? Oh, I just discovered this. That's amazing. amazing. That, that, that does make sense. Because you, you, I usually you, do the Bloody, and I'm just like I'm just stoked to have the Bloody Mary. Totally, it's great, right? Yeah, yeah. But it gets you know it kind of fires you up. You get hot, and then you take a sip of this cool light beer, and it just cools everything off afterwards. It's the best of both. I'm gonna worlds. have to try this. Oh yeah, you gotta have the. the I'll do the that Super Bowl Sunday when my, when my uh, January is done. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, I wish I would have discovered it sooner anyways 
So, uh, that, so the Rioja. So the Rioja was on tour, and we had this these great caterers. It was uh, I think it was called Eat to the Beat, uh, and uh, they would have red wine occasionally out in dinner at catering. And so before the show, I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna try a glass of red wine before before the show tonight. And I took a sip. I just like, oh my god, this is what my dad's been talking about. I get it now. Mm -hmm. Just eating, sipping red wine and eating the food, and finally got it. You know, but yeah. I was in my mid thirties at that point. Gotcha. I never realized early 30s. So. Have you have you ever uh, dabbled into any of the French reds or anything like that? A little bit, yeah. yeah. I've been to, like, we went to Saint Emilion and did it like a Saint tasting. Emilion, and, yeah. So I bought a bunch of wine. We tasted it there. It was like incredible. All these incredible wines, right? Shipped home a couple of cases of wine. Man. Uh, <laughs> you know, by the time I got here, I was like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love I love French wines. Um, I, I I discovered it, you know, probably about five six years ago with uh, Sinister Gates turned me on to the French ones. I was always a Napa guy. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then he turned me on to the French ones, and I gotta say, it's it's an expensive habit though when you yeah, get into the French ones. <laughs> I think personally, I think shipping really does something to it. It probably does. So I, I think imagine. you know, drink a good. Decent bottle of wine on from whatever continent you're on or mm -hmm. hemisphere you're on, you know. In all of Europe, definitely French wine or Spanish wine. I like. To yeah, Spanish wine's good too. You know, uh, in South America, there's no shortage of great wines. Yeah. You know, they're coming from Argentina and and, uh, and um, uh, Chile. Yeah. Great wines coming from there. Absolutely. Um, and then California has got a bunch of great wines. Yeah, I, got married, I, I got married in West Napa. Coast I, love, too. I love. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been down the West Coast. You know, yeah. Great. So some great pinots coming from Oregon. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Sam, you just had a little. Yeah, there you go. So a couple sober guys. We're gonna actually see the drill coming out of the fucking mouth. Oh God! What can I drink again? It's funny too because I listen to this podcast. It's called "Don't Die Podcast," and it's a friend of mine, uh, Chuck, and Bob Forrest, and Mike Mart, who played in a bunch of bands. Um, uh, and anyways, they, they they Bob Forrest is the the uh, celebrity rehab. Guy. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was in Thelonious Monster, um, and so they talk about old punk rock days and 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 the music scene in the late '80s, early '90s, and a shit ton of drinking and drugging. And it's so funny, they're all sober guys, but they still talk about that. Like we just had that conversation yeah, about why like, you can you can hear them drooling and salivating <laughs> as they talk about speedballs, oh, which shit, they will man. never, you know, if all goes well, they will never ever do again in yeah. their life. But they still kind of laugh about it and and, and they, I think they, they keep it fresh about, in their mind. Yeah, right, totally. Yeah. They, they laugh at themselves how ingenious and and evil, you know, so the, the the deceitful ways that they stole from people to get to keep their drugs, yeah. you know, their drug habit going <laughs> and how they hid shit from people and, you know, ran from cops and just the scams, you know, they, they look back so longingly on those days, <laughs> but at the same time, they're, they're so happy that they're no longer homeless. Absolutely. You know, yeah, they, you sure. know all the, all the bad stuff kind of, they don't, they don't remember, they don't talk about that as much. Yeah. You know, they talk about how fun uh, it was half the time. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. just like, I mean, I think anyone can relate to that. Maybe not on that. It's that scale or that, it, you know, sure, but I woke up once with my glasses painted over. Fortunately, <laughs> like alcohol is the one thing that's, that's been getting me into trouble. I've never had any issue with any other, any other drugs. I never okay. really get out of hand. No, like, no, no. And I don't, I don't really partake of anything beyond pot nowadays. Yeah. So. It comes to a point when you just kind of get, 
Yeah, I would love to get more into psychedelics. Like Aldo Huxley did that. He got into yeah. psychedelics in his 60s or 70s. You Dude, know, it's and, never too late. Yeah, he, he knew. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, like right, right now, I have too many responsibilities. Yeah. But like when you get to a certain age, when all of a sudden, you know, most of your responsibilities are behind you. Yeah. Can you use like well, mind expand these mind expanding? Like I've never done. I don't know. Molly. I don't know that it's that bad. Oh, yeah. never done Molly. Okay. Never done Molly. So like maybe I do that um, in my 60s. 70s, yeah. yeah. Well, hit me up. You know somebody? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, so there. What's what's kind of big right now, and it and it's there. A lot of studies showing it's good for your brain and stuff. Is this microdosing? Have you heard about this? Uh -uh. Well, actually, I've heard of it, but I don't know anything. So really know it's what a, it is. you're 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 taking a, a. It's basically like a like the same hallucinogen of shrooms. Okay. And you have it in, in a in a microdose form. You you have it for you know it's like a couple weeks dead or whatever, and you have it every day, but it's a small amount. Just All right. In the morning, kind of makes you you know, get your creativity going, get your mind firing a little bit. So Not fun. enough to make you trip though or anything like that. Okay. But it's just like just puts you in a different spot and you know, kind of makes you think okay. think a little bit different. And then you gotta. Stop it for a little while, and then. And then yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, that's neither here nor there. I feel like if you want to yeah. learn more about microdosing, go to Don Oregon. I don't fucking know. the Google machine. <laughs> How about that ayahuasca stuff? Like, they have resorts now where you can go yeah. and do ayahuasca, which is, I think, like MDMA or something? Or uh, Is that the DMT stuff? Or DMT. Yeah. yeah. DMT. I get all my M's and D's and T's and A's. Yeah, I, I, I can't even keep up. I mean, I remember yeah. when I was, when I was a lot younger. Well, yeah, I think. MDMA DMT. is mine. DMT is, I think, ayahuasca. Yeah. And yeah, and I've heard great things. It's this out of body experience and everything really yeah. hones you in about. And like Kelly Slater is a huge hero of mine, right? Yeah, and he does. He he did like almost an advertisement for one of these resorts, and I was like, really, Kelly Slater's tripping? Yeah, man. Like, going out tripping balls for the weekend, you know? You know, they they have um, these shamans out there and stuff, it's, and they like it's, it's, oh, it's yeah, different. Yeah, it's, it's not about the trip. It's about like bettering yourself. Well, it is about the trip, but yeah. <laughs> Come on, I'm trying to I'm know, trying to sponsor here to take me to the fucking island. <laughs> about the truth it's, it's a very nurturing environment right they, you know they, they take you down there they surround you with people that really care about you yeah. and let you trip balls and it's about the camaraderie know, yeah so i mean i'm not i'm not anti at all but but definitely when you're going down there you you, you know the main thing is because that trip's going to alter your consciousness and how you see the world and it yeah. would I, I i have no doubt that it would did, did you ever do hallucinogens sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you know it's been years but yeah yeah, yeah. So LSD heard, was always uh, a favorite of mine when I was younger. Yeah. yeah, I only did that a few times, and it was fun. Yeah, yeah. it's always fun. Trippy. It's also fucking, I had one trip that was not good, but yeah. There's always the one that you remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, that's the one I remember the most, too, for sure. Let me take a moment to uh, say, any of you kids that are watching or listening to this right now, um, I'm not advocating that you try these things. Especially um, my kid, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of He's kid, a big avenged man. He's uh, probably going to watch yeah, this. Yeah, and, oh, that's how they did it. So. No. no, my kid, he taught me most of what I know about <laughs> ayahuasca. <laughs> I'm going to ask him about microdosing as soon as I get yeah, home. Exactly. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'll fill me in, I'm sure. Here, here's a pamphlet on it. Yeah, totally. Um, no, you, your son is following in your footsteps right now, right? Uh, he is. As, he's, as, he's, music. He's, uh, yeah, he loves music. Um, you know, yeah, I got Asks me to take him to shows. He was the one. Hey, can, you know, well, he asked for tickets for him and his girlfriend to, to TSOL recently, and I'm like, yeah, I'm getting your mom and me tickets. You, you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> so, actually, did get him tickets. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. 
And then uh, you, I was texting with you a couple weeks ago. You said that uh, you had a little party that he was playing. In the, in the yeah, yeah, the in Huntington Beach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, his, he had a gig, uh, right? Yeah, he plays in a band called The Grin. Um, and they're going to probably have to change that name because I think there's a bunch of The Grins and Grins. Oh, okay. Um, but right now, yeah, it's Huntington Beach's The Grin. And they sound like uh, old cults. Uh, maybe a little Christian death, some Bauhaus, you know, stuff that, that, yeah, I was listening to 35, 40 years ago. Rad. But it's rad. It's 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 really cool. These young kids playing. There's a there's a warehouse they played out. I got to, the first time I saw them play, it was this warehouse um, in Santa Ana. A, a bunch of young kids hanging out. It's just a rad scene. I'm stoked. Stoked yeah, to see that. That's cool. That still happens. And is he playing guitar, came, too? He plays guitar, plays bass in the, in the grin. Okay. Yeah. Um, he does play a little bit of drums, uh, mostly guitar and bass. Okay. But the cops time. came and shut it down like at like at nine o'clock. Cops came and said it's too loud. Got to turn it down. Like nine where, o'clock. Where in Huntington? Um, is? Right by Marina High, like, like kind of across the across Springdale. That's where I went to high school. I would think yeah. better of that fucking area. Yeah. yeah. Disappoint me. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you said you were nine texting. You said you nine said uh, that everyone was able to have a conversation over it too. Totally. Right? It wasn't that loud. We were talking, and the and the, and the back, there was only a few parents. Yeah, but the you parents know, like, were like yeah. four yeah. four people that were parents. You know, it was all teenagers. And yeah, and it's funny because I know uh, one of the other bands that played with them too was a, a kid who used to live across the street from us. I knew him and his dad really well. So oh, it's like, cool. Oh, they managed Shredder. Yeah, his kid, no. Oh, what's awesome. the name? Oh crap! What's the name of the band? Uh, Free lunch. Free lunch. Yeah. Right. That's a great band. <laughs> That's cool. I remember like playing those those kind of house gigs, and I'm sure you had your oh, hand, yeah. a handful of those where you know, you're playing around, and some yeah. kids' parents are out of town, so they throw a party, and they ask you know a local band to come in and play, and you just yeah. you go set up in the living room or something. And we were just go. talking about this. The, the keep we did a podcast, uh, Dexter and I, with uh, the Keep Them Separated guy. His name's uh, we called him Blackball. His name's Jason Blackball McLean. We called him Blackball because he would come to shows back in the day and scream at us to play Blackball, which is one of the songs on our first record. That was his favorite song. And he was just really loud and obnoxious, and he sounded like this cholo. He's on, he's like Scottish descent, right? You know, and he just <laughs> has this cholo accent and just really kind of intimidating. We're finally, man, we, we either got to constantly be afraid of this guy or just make friends with him. So we made yeah. friends with him. And uh, he had us play one of his birthdays. I think it was 21st birthday in Whittier. And he just got out of the service for playing his 21st birthday and LAPD show up. So we play, we had a song on Ignition called LAPD. So okay. as the cops start coming in, we went into LAPD <laughs> and just kept playing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, we did all yeah, kinds of shows like shows. that back That's in the funny. Day. Really. We were, you know. I wonder if like, well, I mean, your son's doing it too. I was, I was just going to say, I wonder if there's a lot of, if that still goes on pretty often. Like, uh, I know my kid's done a few house parties okay. to downtown LA. Like, yeah. like really downtown LA has been a couple. That's of great that it's still happening because I didn't know like with the you know, <clears throat> social media and everyone could get their yeah. shit out so fast. Like, you know, yeah. do they even need to do that anymore? I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a, well, like this band, you hear about this band Wacko played the Denny's? No. Oh yeah. So, so they're like, I, my kid is kind of the same scene that my kids in, you know, the local punk scene, and and uh, they played this Denny's. Somehow they talked somebody in Denny's to let them play like a, like a little side room or something, and they just destroyed the place. The fans destroyed the place. I think Green Day picked up the tab for them. Oh, that's um, rad. Yeah, but there's there's a thing on Instagram. It's like OC shows, and they'll just announce a show like that day, and they'll play like under a freeway overpass in the middle of the Santa Ana River. 
or whatever. Oh, that's and so cool. Yeah, you know, yeah, just young guys, just you know, make that happen. And with social media, you can do it on a dime. Yeah, that's I mean, great. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm that that gives me hope for uh, the next generation of musicians that they're absolutely. able to find these tools and use them in a cool way. Because I mean, like, I mean, I'm trying to do things as well. You know, this podcast being one of them, where it's you know connected with the fans in a different way and, for sure. and, and doing something like that. But you know, I'm considered to many, I'm one of the uh, the old fogies of the, of the world these days. Now I'd have to come to grips with that. Oh, that scares me. Yeah. What are you being an old fogey? <laughs> I mean, I didn't really want to bring it up. But... <laughs> yeah, right? I know. I know. You, you rest in the comfort that you'll always have me beat, right? Or I'll always have you beat. Yeah. 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 No, but it, I mean, that's that's just that's comforting to know that they're that they're thinking outside the box. I'm so stoked. That, yeah. I'm so stoked. Yeah. The, the little warehouse I was talking about is called FTG Warehouse, and they actually they're like they do recording and stuff in there. That's right. And they just have, had this show. They had a, like a small mobile kind of keg kegerator, and they were yeah. selling beer to like me and my wife and two other people were the only ones old enough to buy right, beer yeah. in there. And then all these teenagers just hanging out, slam as soon as the music starts, they start a pit, and it's rad. And then you know to see these kids playing like. Spur of the moment, you know, underneath a freeway overpass in the middle of the river, somebody drags a generator out there. Yeah. Awesome. That's so rad. Yeah. You, you mentioned you're the only one, uh, you and your wife are the only ones old enough to, to buy beer at this thing. So uh, <laughs> yeah. that actually reminds me, I heard that when you first joined Offspring, you, you were the only one old enough to buy booze. I was, yeah. For the rest yeah, of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah, they, they would, oh my God, our bass player's mom used to buy beer for him <laughs> you know and she was actually pretty so, cool that's, that's that's a hit mom right there well yeah. i think it, it was also kind of self-serving she wanted him staying close to home well yeah so but that's, it was that's, like that's, partially that's self-serving because get us drunk enough then we want to figure out where the parties are and go out you know so and drink a bunch of home before and then, uber, obviously so yeah. So, Which, you know, on that note, everyone should know. But then, yeah. Don't fucking drive when you're fucked up. It's I not think, that hard. doesn't cost that exactly. much money. Especially it costs a lot with, more to get fucked up. With, and, you know. Oh, uh, with Uber, Uber. Lyft, and all the all the, the ride sharing, there's no reason why you should drink and drive anymore. Yeah, that's there's ridiculous. Or high. Reason, you know, on anything. Yeah, it's not that big of a totally. deal. Just, don't you want to sit in the back and be comfortable anyway? Fucking go through your phone. Mm-hmm. On your way to the party, on your way back. Not worry about anything. Have someone drive through Taco Bell for you, or Del Taco, or I have this feeling and this theory that since uh, PSA, that since pot became legal in California, there's always like one really slow driver, you know, in the middle lane, slowing down all the traffic. Yeah, you know, yeah. They're just they're stoned. Yeah, and it's just like it reminds me of the song, uh, uh, "The World's on Heroin," the Descendant song. Was too many oh. <laughs> morons in my way. <laughs> yeah, right. George Carlin said, "There's there's two kinds of drivers. There's the the maniacs who are going faster than than me, and then the the morons that are going yeah. slower than me. You know, those are the only two kind of drivers on there: the maniacs and the morons." And yeah, I'm becoming less and less of a maniac. I was always in the maniac crowd. I mean, as I get older, I'm becoming a little bit more of one of the morons, but. I still think there's a good mix out there. I'm probably more of the moron, but I'd like to think that I'm in the middle. See, I, I think that I'm in the middle, but then my wife's like, you drive like a fucking old man. You drive slow. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm going a little bit above the limit here. Yeah. Get off my ass. <laughs> Dexter is one of the slowest drivers in the world. That's surprising because yeah. he flies a fucking jet. He flies a jet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he would drive to, you know, when uh, we were working on Smash, like for example, in the ad ignition, he was going to school at USC. So he would drive this Chevette that he had 
uh, in the fast lane, doing barely the speed limit, <laughs> tapping out beats on the on the dashboard and writing songs in his head. So he's not really paying attention to the road and driving. He's literally driving around writing songs in his head. Mm -hmm. That's how he wrote most of Ignition and Smash. That's so yeah, but so he'd be in the fast lane going so slow. It's like, dude, just get over, get over. Let the people that are going fast get over the fast lane. <laughs> No, no, not, not songs. Songs. I'm not busy writing songs. I'm more. This worked is out, worked out well for yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, no, that, that was actually kind of how uh, Jimmy worked too. It's interesting you say that Dexter was like that. Sometimes would come with an entire song and they said and just start laying it down. That's how All Jimmy right. Jimmy was in, in our band for, okay. for a lot of it. Like sometimes he'd come with an entire song and just deliver it to us. And just wow, go, that's perfect. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was the same way. He'd be writing stuff, and he had this old. Thunderbird, he called Pepper. He named it Pepper. He spray painted all over it. He named the bumper Bumper. Put the windshield oh, wow. windshield with spray paint all over this thing. I mean, every cop was just staring at him. Yeah, <laughs> but like, it, it was awesome. He, he, I, he'd drive me around. He'd be like, what do you think of this drum part? Like, right here. And we'd be listening to the demo and stuff. And just, like, tap out this drum part and stuff. I was like, I don't know what you just did, but it sounded awesome. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, anyways, going back to, like, some more, like, band stuff and everything, I just want to uh, uh, ask you, you guys had a lot of fun music videos. You guys have done like a lot oh, of cool. really fun you. ones. Um, do you have a particular favorite one, just like of the actual shooting of it or anything, or the concept yeah. that you were particularly proud of or anything like that? Um, well, gosh, some of the ones we did with McG, just because the girls were so good looking. <laughs> <laughs> that's always the thing. So, that's, that's why we got uh, into yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just, I mean, you know, I was with my wife, at the time we were making those, but I could look, mm. you know. So those, those were always it's not fun. against the law. He was a fun guy, and, and a lot, you know, explosions and stuff. So those were really fun. I think hands down, though, the funnest one we ever did was probably the I Choose video, which is not one of our our most well known. Mm -hmm. um, but Dexter actually directed it, and we shot it at a couple of spots. There's this uh, uh, like a studio in the valley um, where they had the the inside of the airplane. We we shot a bunch of all the inside of the airplane stuff there. And then we got to shoot at LAX, and actually I got to come out of the luggage shoot uh, from like climb up the ramp and you turn it on. I come out and do the guitar solo coming out of the, the luggage, you know, uh, carousel area to come out of this, the roof of that. Of That's the rad. I don't think they'd yeah. let you do that. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, we, the video shoot. yeah, man. Well, that was was that was probably. Is that pre 911? I think it was pre 911. So, oh, yeah. yeah, nowadays, I don't even think they let you do it for a music video. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure you can find somewhere to <laughs> so do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I wanted to ask, we, we touched on your on your rig and stuff that you're taking out on the road in the studio and stuff. You got signature, signature guitars now? I do, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm on my fourth signature model. Um, all Ibanez guitars and, Ibanez. and all based on a, a Talman series that they had. Um, and uh, I did the first one. It was a duct tape one. Gosh, probably, oh, yeah, probably close to twenty years ago. Uh, I know they started making me mine. I don't know when we first released. The, the, I think fifteen to twenty years ago, and I've had uh, four of them since then. And just kind of like the, the ones I have now are single cutaway uh, with soap bar pickups, kind of like the nineties. Gotcha. You know, yeah, uh, stacked actually, so that they you know, work under. Was yeah, Ibanez like, like your first choice on on everything like that? Like, is that something you were always playing before? You just like the way they feel? And um, you went out to them. They reached they, out to you. Or? They reached out to me um, shortly after Smash came out. Mm -hmm. um, I was using. I'd always been a Fender guy for the most part. And then I started using like Gibson Epiphones because mm -hmm. I could afford them. <laughs> and then uh, then when Smash first came out, and I got I think my first paycheck. I went down and bought a Les Paul. 
And uh, it's just so heavy. I still have it. It's a Black Beauty, great, great oh, guitar. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just so heavy. Yeah, and to play light, things yeah. light, man. Like it's, I, I, I hear you on that. Yeah. It starts and to they, weigh on your shoulder and shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, I just I jump around a lot. It's, it's hitting them in mean, the ribs. Yeah. Now, we toured with Dead Sarah, and uh, Susie, the guitar player, had cracked ribs from, her, from, from her last ball. Yeah. Uh, She's, yeah. That's going for it. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So, uh uh, I mean, great sounding guitars, you know, and we'll still use some of those things in the in the studio and for recording. We use recording, we use a little bit of everything. Um, but I I started playing the Talman. It's it's just a great, solid guitar. It's got kind of a vintage feel to it, um, and uh, I, they let me do whatever I want to as far as putting in pickups and, and right. tuners and you know changing the neck a little bit on on you know make it how I like yeah. it. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, and, and I just. You know, kind of honed it down, and the last one is my favorite. We're we're making a slight change in, in the pickups that we're using. We're actually going from the Ibanez pickups to a Demarzio pickup, which I think is will oh, cool. add a little bit more to it. So, yeah. So this year it's going to come out as the NDM five. It's it's essentially the NDM four just with updated pickups. Very cool. Yeah. That's ex and then I also saw speaking of signatures. I also saw you got some signature glasses. Signature glasses, yeah. So do you uh, bring it? Have them on. No, oh, yeah, I'm wearing them. Oh, these are so, okay. yeah. So, so then, I'm right on. The, I don't know if you're going to be able to see that in there at all. Probably not. It's my signature. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's got the uh, offspring skull with my glasses. We can put on a picture it. of it in, in later. So yeah. <laughs> now, if you, it, when you get them, they they also have the offspring skull logo up there when they're when they're you know uh, sunglasses for the tinted lenses. That's cool. But uh, these actually have my prescription in them. So. And then do all of them come with so noodles? Do all of them come with your prescription? Originally? No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, that's how you sell them. As one, as one by noodles. Oh god. We also also known yeah. as beer goggles. And then these are my reading glasses for when these ones aren't thick enough. So I'm gonna have to get me a pair. I actually just recently finally got my eyes checked last year. I still haven't got the subscription, but right. they finally said. Uh, it's time. Now yeah, Blackfly swoops me up. I'll uh, I'll see if I can get some sunglasses for you. I, it's, I I've got to go buy. I'm giving away all the ones they gave me. I need to go back and get them up for You're more. You're too generous of a guy. You need to keep so. telling people go buy them, man. Yeah, you can get them. And check it out at flies.com. Um, Very if, cool. If you're interested, I know a lot of fans have. I've seen on on the social media some fans have actually gone out and bought them. Right on. And even one guy uh, got his got his prescription put in him as well. So yeah, there's a, a little doppelganger of me out there somewhere. <laughs> uh, I love it. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one -on -one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. All right, so I also know that you're um, into some classical music as well. A little bit, little, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. have like a, a favorite composer or something like that? Or? I don't know if I have a favorite composer. Um, you know, I, I like a lot of the Baroque stuff. I, I just like classical guitar, really. And, okay. And just, you know, for me, it's, <clears throat> it's kind of a meditative thing. You know, and I'll try to sit at home and, and play a little bit. I'm not good at it at all. Yeah. Uh, but, but I enjoy it. It kind of takes, cool. me, takes me out of... 
it's just it's just mellow. You know, classical guitar is mellow, but it, at the same time keeps me kind of kind of going. You, and keeps you noodling. As, it as keeps a, me noodling for sure, <laughs> and it really strips everything down too. When when you're playing on a classical guitar, the the tone changes depending on how you attack the strings, and you, you know everything about how you hold that guitar changes the tone of each note. So it's really it's more than like an electric guitar where you you, you know you hit it and you turn a knob to make yeah, it change you totally. know the tone. Doing it just all from feel is, is, a, is a much different thing. And, and just, like I said, very meditative. Totally. Yeah, yeah I, I, we've listening to a lot of classical. I got a record player collection from my late grandfather. When he passed, I got like all this vinyl records that are all pristine, super ADD. So everything's okay. like, it, like pristine condition, bunch nice. of classical and jazz records I throw on the background and listen to. Like, right. well. Love it, love it. And then, um, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you have a lot of records? I do, I do. That entire thing over there. Okay, underneath rough, underneath yeah. that is all filled with records. Nice. I mean, yeah. it's not the the craziest of all time, but it's definitely... I still have most of all my LPs, um, but yeah, I kind of got them, got them hidden. I'll just pull out some every once in a while and, and, and I don't listen to them as much. What's, I mean... If you're listening to classical, I imagine you listen to a bunch of other genres too. Do you listen to like all different genres? You or like I do, even yeah. some country now. God yeah, forbid. but but like the, the, you know, I don't like a whole lot of modern country, but some of the some of the classic outlaw country and yeah, and, and country guitar stuff's pretty. Oh, it's rad, it's Pretty man. cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of shredding yeah. going on. I've got no shame. I, I like everything. I, yeah. I, I, I like dance music. I fucking listen to everything. If yeah. it's good and. Uh, I'm really man, big on, on like folk music. One of my favorites right now is Brandy Carlisle. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just I think she's amazing. She bring me to tears, literally. Her wow. voice, yeah. Nice voice and songs. Um, yeah. So you're on a podcast right now. Do you listen to podcasts very often? I do. I listen to a lot of political podcasts. Okay. But I also listen to some like uh, you know just to make me laugh to get me yeah, after you listen to a bunch of political podcasts. You you uh, yeah it's you, toxic. Need, you need something yeah it's you toxic. Need to mellow it out a little yeah bit. totally so I'll listen to you know something like this or that don't die podcast is, cool. is a lot of fun it's it's both fun and you know when I'm not drinking it kind of gives me reason to keep not drinking you know? <laughs> so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. why I but it also that. makes me laugh I mean it's just they're, they're really funny guys and, and uh, anyone who's struggling with any kind of addiction I, I uh, you know, or, oh. or alcoholism or whatever, uh, check out the Don't Die podcast. I can't recommend it enough. It's oh, great. I'm absolutely going to check it out. I, I, I don't know why I haven't checked it out before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I guess another question I had uh, was traveled the world a bunch of times over. Um, do you have a particular... See, it's hard. To, a lot of people will ask me, like, well, what's your favorite city to play and everything like that. It's yeah. like, I can't <laughs> pin down a fucking city. Can you pin down a continent? Well... I mean, there's a lot to love, and I'm sure you'll agree with a, yeah. a lot of this. Like, I love Japan just yeah. in general. Um, I don't know that I have a favorite city in Japan. I love Dotonbori and Osaka, the whole that yeah, area. Osaka's walking great. around the food too. The revolving um, sushi, plat like, sushi places. <laughs> yeah, so. those are okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah, just yeah, fun because yeah. they're there. You yeah, know? <laughs> I like more of the traditional Japanese. Oh stuff yeah, there. You know, the food there is so good. Yeah, just so good. Um, and even right now, I'm. I'm I'm not eating like meat, um, although I still eat fish. I'm a big fisherman, so um, I can't see not eating fish. It'd be kind of hypocritical, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so I eat fish and dairy, uh, but I, I go to Japan. I can eat almost anything: the eel, yeah, the shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think on a shellfish, I can I can do uh, oh, the eel boxes so good, <laughs> you know. Um, so I, I mean, I love Japan. As far as uh, favorite cities to to play. Um, 
I like favorite. I have favorite cities that I like to be in, like yeah. Prague. Prague totally. or Barcelona. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love London. London's like, a great, great yeah, city it's to good hang to go around. Prague, yeah. I, I love uh, that main square in, um, that has, like, there's an absinthe bar, like, right. Oh, really? Right okay. Right by, by where the clock around. is? Yeah. Yeah. There's a great Mexican place run by guys from Mexico that's kind of in that same square, too. Oh, is it it's down, down, you got to kind of go in this little kind of hallway and then down, downstairs. In Sweden, have, have you been to a place called Puto Madre? I have not. Okay, so it's Puto Madre? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why it's fucking hilarious. Okay. So they yeah. have, I don't think that they know the translate. I mean, the, the, the consumers don't know what the translation means. Okay. The guys are from Mexico, so they know exactly what the fuck they're saying. Right, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and Puto Madre is the name of this uh, Mexican restaurant. In Stockholm? Shit. Yeah, or, I believe it's in Stockholm, okay. yeah. It's in Stockholm, off the off that main strip where the okay. trolley is and stuff. It's like All off right. that, so. Um, and, uh, yeah, I went in there, and they have, like, one of the most extensive tequila lists I've ever seen. Oh, all right. And it's in fucking Sweden. I'm like, this is, couldn't be further from, you know, I don't know. If yeah, you, yeah. Every once in a while, we, on the road, we'll try and find Mexican food just as a joke. Can't do it. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, it's getting easier and easier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, the world's this, getting a little smaller. This place in, in Prague is legit because the guys who run it are, are Mex from Mexico. Yeah. So, yeah, and they speak English and Whatever they speak in Prague, too. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever, you guys yeah, made, I'm sure you made it out to Amsterdam several times, too. Yeah, yeah. Do you have, do you have a lot of fun there? Yeah, I always yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. 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 It's got a lot of history. Yeah. And, and a lot of pot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that year that I took off when I wasn't drinking, the first time I smoked pot was actually in Amsterdam. Uh, I just bought a joint at this one place, took two hits off it. And holy shit, was I stoned. Oh, yeah. Man. And then trying to like find my way back to the hotel <laughs> and walking around like, wait, it's upside down. I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> I walked in and got into the, ended up in the red light district. And I just thought I was in like, uh, uh, oh, shit, what's the, what's the, uh, the movie with the replicants? Um, uh, the replicants. Yeah. What'd you say? Blade Runner. Blade yeah, Blade Runner. Runner. Oh, okay. I thought it was like in Blade Runner. All the, the noises and sounds and smells and people. And I was in the red light. Ever, just stoned off my ass thing and I was in Blade Runner. It was That's awesome. Up. Does, yeah. does your wife ever come out with you on the road and stuff? Yeah, actually yeah. she was supposed to be out there for that. And we didn't realize her passport was within three months and they wouldn't let her get on the plane. Uh, so I was, you know. But she's, has you been to Amsterdam with like you before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just so happens, and I'm pretty sure my tour manager does this on purpose, which I'm very happy of. Thank you, Diony. Um, every time we're in Europe and we're in a cycle and my birthday comes around, it, it seems to be that we have a yeah. day or two off right around Amsterdam. All right. And I usually have a very good time. My wife will come out. and I, It's always fun because like, I'll, I'll, I'll partake in some shrooms or something like that and she'll, she'll smoke some weed and she feels like she's on the same level. And like, cause she's yeah. a lightweight, but I take her around like yeah. the, the, the red light district and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. Like the sex shows and stuff. Cause it was just, it's, I don't want to say comical, but it's pretty comical when it's you're like, just, when you're like, it's just oh, strange yeah, you're and just you just kind of like, you're stoned and you're fucked well, up. I was like, tripping this is amazing. On the families walking around the red light district, <laughs> you know, like, oh man, that's just not right. I think, it, I think it's hilarious. I just, yeah. I mean, like to me, like, you know, it's. I did a I'm not one of the creeps. Yeah. yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just taking it all in. Have you ever hung out in New Orleans for any any length of time? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a great city. Yeah. One of the one of the best cities in all of America. I took my wife and kids there uh, one summer uh, years ago. My kid was like, my son was like ten. My daughter was early twenties, mm -hmm. uh, so twenty two, twenty three, and uh, I think it's twenty two. We're walking down the street, and uh, I realized walking down Bourbon Street, I realized 
oh yeah, there's a bunch of, a lot of strip clubs. <laughs> and then like pictures and stuff and just chicks, all, you know, almost wearing nothing out front oh, yeah. trying to invite you in, right? Yeah. My 10-year-old son's walking by his jaw just dragging on the floor, wow. right? And then uh, some girl asks uh, my daughter where she's from. She's not from California. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from here. And they're trying to recruit her. The girl says to my daughter, have you ever had a slow, comfortable screw? And I'm walking up and I go, not in front of her father, she has it. And they go, oh, okay. Let it go. But oh, I mean, man. we uh, we had so much fun there. It's it's a it's a down and dirty city, but it's yeah. it's very real and I've I've awesome. grown to love it. The first couple of times I was there, uh, I actually got a little too wasted, and yeah, I was yeah. mugged the first time I was oh, there. Oh shit! Okay. Then the second time I was almost mugged, but saved by one oh, of our shit. assistants. <laughs> All right. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah no, well, you know that was that was me. You know. Uh, Getting way too drunk and going down the wrong okay. uh, alleyway, yeah. you know. Yeah. In general, I, I do love New Orleans. I have a lot of fun there yeah. now. No, knowing what not it to gets, go down certain alleyways, but yeah, it gets ugly early in the morning. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the later you stay out, it, it does get get ugly. It's, yeah, it's a great city, you know, throughout the day and early in the evening. But yeah, after two, three in the morning, it, it yeah, yeah, it's it's not. Well, not lastly, speaking anymore. on some great cities, the one that we live in, Huntington Beach. Yeah, I, it's um. I mean, just in the time that I that I know, like just in the last like ten years, it's changed so much. Though, like, have you? What are, what are your takes on on? Oh on, yeah, you know, we got a lot of all of a sudden for many years there wasn't any concerts around here or anything like that, and then right. this influx. Uh, you guys played the the, the beach thing. Uh, a yeah, we few did. Years uh, ago. Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, what was the what was the one that we we did? Um, Back a to a the bunch beach of two days, yeah, yeah, a bunch of punk bands were punk on. Punk bands playing. Great. I can't remember. It was, yeah, John Reese was the promoter. Was it Blitz? Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Surf City Blitz. Surf City Blitz. We yeah. did that. I know that they've done uh, some like kind of reggae and ska festivals. Three Eleven and Sublime have had lines. Same, same kind of area. Um, those are really cool shows. You know, it's, yeah. fun, it's fun to see that happen. It's it's also kind of. Maybe a little too close to home. Yeah. You know? Well, I was going to ask you, speaking of the fucking biking and everything like yeah. that, you could have rode your boardwalk oh, yeah, <laughs> all totally, the way down. Totally, yeah. uh, did, did that thought yeah. cross your mind? Were you like, you know what? I'm going to go to this gig today on my bike. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> we did We did do a, a record signing at um, uh, uh, the, the taco place, the... Um, Chronic Tacos Chronic Taco, in, in downtown yeah. Huntington. Yeah. And uh, I did ride my cruiser to that. Uh, awesome. That was a few years ago, though. Uh, I can't remember if that Do was you Rise have the, and Fall or Days Go By. I think it was Rise and Fall, okay. actually. So that was, that was 2009, you, I think. Have you turned on? To, I, I know you're doing it for more activity, so you probably have it, but have you gotten yourself an electric bike yet? No. Uh -uh. You got actually, my wife, I got my wife one. Uh, just so use hers. It's fine. I try to keep up with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like I like riding. I don't I, I don't know about the. I'm sure it is fun. Well, yeah. no, no, the electrical part like that that would just be like when you do have somewhere to go that's close by, but you don't want to get sweaty. Like you could have ridden it here. I could have ridden my wife's bike and there you go. Not, yeah, and yeah. I would have gotten a video of you. Totally. I'm sure it's a pink bike just rolling up. <laughs> I drove my Mustang today. Okay. Yeah, listening to classic rock, driving right, a Mustang. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What, what, sure. what was the last song on the way over here? What was it? It was something. It was full on. I, I want to say it was ACDC. So listening to yeah, getting you pumped uh, for the for dirty the deeds, thunder like cheap, nice coming up. Yeah. <laughs> so the Mustang. Yeah. yeah. Now it's yeah, it's yeah. cool. It makes me want to grow a mullet driving the Mustang and listening to classic rock. 
dude. <laughs> I got I, I, everyone still thinks that I have a uh, like a mullet. I had to cut off my ducktail. Because oh. everyone, I'm, I'm like, I, I, I go use the restroom. This guy ne next to me, I was comedy club. I was, I was using the restroom. He's like, rocking the mullet, man. Cool. I'm like, actually, it's a lazy mohawk, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended by the mullet comment. I'm who did you see? Uh, who was it that time? I went and saw Brad Williams. Are you oh, there? great. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, I know Brad. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Just had a baby. Yeah, he did. Yeah, like, yeah. Like two days ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Funny, we, funny he guy. had him and Adam yeah. Ray on the on the podcast. Oh, all right. Yeah. So they, right yeah, they're really funny dudes. Super funny. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. I love dude. Brad, too. Yeah. Just, a, just a nice guy and funny as hell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. His wife is stunning. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, and the whole story how they met, you know that, you know that story. I don't know how they met. He, he tells a really funny story about, you know, like getting in a fight, or her getting in a fight. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's part, part of his routine. Yeah, that, one, that, one, yeah, yeah. that one's a little different. I don't know how true it is, yeah. but it's a great story. <laughs> well, yeah. you'll, you'll hear the whole story of, of how he met his, his wife when you check out Drinks with Johnny with uh, Brad and, and Adam. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, I bet. But um, yeah, I guess that. Yeah, cheers, man. Let's, let's yeah. cheers this coffee. Although it's not as fun as the booze. But uh, next, next time, time next time, uh, if I you know when I fall off the wagon, I'll come back for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Looks like and you got me covered. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Or if there's anything here you don't see, just I'll bring. I'll bring some. I'll bring some of my favorites that, that I don't see. Okay, so. that sounds good. We'll do this again yeah. sometime soon. Then. Definitely. Thanks, Johnny. Okay, Thanks for having nice. me on. Hey, yeah. Thank you very much for being here. Is there a you know, there's another little place that uh, everyone could check out, find more noodles, more Offspring. Uh, Offspring.com, I think, okay. is, is our website. And then I'm uh, at The Nudes, uh, G-N-U-D-Z, on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, that'll wrap up another episode of Drinks with Johnny. Thanks for checking us out. Um, for more of this, go to drinkswithjohnny.com and buy a shirt. Support me. Fuck off. See you later. Fuck off. All right, then that'll wrap up this episode of Drinks with Johnny. Next week, I am joined by Adam Ray and Brad Williams, both very, very funny comedians that came on the show. And this was a few months ago when they were on the show. But since then, Brad has had uh, his daughter and things are looking really good there. Every, everyone's happy and healthy there. Congrats to him. Also, uh, what has happened since then with Adam Ray, he now has a second podcast that he's doing, uh, Fourth and Forever, which is a really fun, cool podcast. Uh, I've been listening to it a little bit. You guys should too. Um, so go ahead and check out the next episode coming out next Monday morning. Uh, we had a great chat. These guys were hilarious. Um, we even played a X-rated game. So hopefully you will all enjoy that one. Uh, if you enjoy what you're hearing here, go ahead and click the subscribe button. Head over to drinkswithjohnny.com for exclusive merch, new news, everything like that. And if you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at drinkswithjohnny, Twitter is actually drinkswjohnny. They didn't let me have the entire width, too many characters or something like that. But it should be easy enough for you to find. And till next time, thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts.
One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the one hit thunder or were nothing more than a one hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.